So this this may surprise you, mm -hmm. but I'm pretty sure I saw a time traveler today. Time travel? Time traveler, yeah. The time traveler. Yeah, like okay. someone who 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 has crossed the space time continuum. Did who he had like the flux capacitor going? Did he have white hair and a lab coat and yell, "Great Scott!" <laughs> it, it wasn't Doc Brown. It would have yeah. been awesome if it was was Doc Brown. the The reason I think he's a time traveler, it actually looked like Tom Jode. You know, Tom Jode from Grapes of Wrath. Yeah. Okay, so this guy, I'm I'm sitting at the at a red light mm -hmm. and this car comes from like and turns like towards me makes a right turn towards me and stops like kind of it, like even with me it, it was a four lane road so he was like on the on the far side okay but the truck is like one of those like late 60s early 70s like ford pickup trucks mm -hmm. that looks like it's been on a farm like its whole life and it probably has like five hundred thousand miles but they're still like running it and the um it had it had an illinois license plate that was because you know illinois has front plates too that right. was just attached to like the grill of the front of the car it wasn't on the bumper it like it was attached to the grill and as soon as I saw the truck, I was like, man, that is a old school, like throwback truck. And then when it stops, I'm like, what, what's this guy doing? And there's, I see there's somebody in the front seat and there's a passenger next to him and they stop in the, like just in the middle of the lane, like in the right lane, they just stop like right at the corner and the Per, I, I watch the guy behind him like go around him and I can see the guy like as he's driving around him like yelling at the guy so like he's lucky he didn't get rear-ended but then I see the two guys in the cab like talking and the passenger gets out and he crosses in front of the truck and he crosses the street but as soon as he got out he looked like Tom Jode like he's wearing these coveralls and he's got that like old school like i forget what they're called like those that flat hat thing uh, and uh, like uh like the newsboys hats or yeah yeah okay. something like that All right and and but he's wearing like these he's wearing these overalls he's like walking like kind of with a limp and he he just he looked like he didn't belong in this time or place <laughs> and just getting out of that car, getting out of that truck. And then he just like walks across traffic to the other corner and he just keeps walking down the road. And then my light turned green. So I had to drive away. I have no idea, no idea where the guy was going. Hmm. And it just seemed like, like, I wanted to stop the driver and ask like, what the hell's going on here? Who is this guy? And why are you giving him a ride? And why are you just, I've never seen. Okay. So the, the corner was Indianapolis and 45th. Okay. Like nobody's getting out of a car there. There's no reason to get out of a car there. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty high traffic area. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like, you know, he was giving him a ride to the bus station or something. Right. You know? 
I mean, I thought maybe he was going to like the car place across the street, the like mechanic repair place or something, mm-hmm. but he, he walked right by that and kept going. And, but I just thought like, what if he is a time traveler and like, nobody would know it. <laughs> <laughs> like he could tell you he's from somewhere else and nobody would believe him. Cause why would you? Yeah. I mean, uh, that's an excellent point. I mean, it's it's what Marty McFly faced the entire Back to the Future movie, you know. Yeah, I mean, people thought he was full of shit, and uh, yeah, it's I mean, it's when you're traveling in time, that's just one of the downsides. People think they're full of <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah, well, it's the same as like being Jesus, probably. You know, mm-hmm. if Jesus came back today, he'd be in big trouble here. I. Uh, this re- kind of reminds me of um, like two weeks ago. I was working in uh, Laporte. I had a cancellation, and I uh, when that happens, I'll go to a parking lot and just like hang out and work on paperwork. Or uh, if I'm caught up, I just hang out and. And I ended up at the parking lot of uh, Walmart in the port. And um, it was kind of like a time travel. I saw this kind of this late 80s Cavalier, Chevy Cavalier. Okay. Um, the box my, yeah. Yeah. And uh, on my drive over, I saw a a uh, sh- a sh- uh uh what are those called a uh, celebrity the sh- oh my god yeah dave had yeah this one was bluish was the radio missing <laughs> 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 sorry dave no but it had a uh, <laughs> But the taillights, they had the uh, electrical tape on it. Though. They had some electrical tape on it. <laughs> and I, so I, so, and as I drove past the, like, Walmart, the entrance, they had, you can look at the pop machines. And I, I just kind of glanced over to, like, not run people over. And I glanced in and like they had fucking pop for like 50 cents a can it just oh my god it, yeah it just seemed really really odd so was it was it shasta no uh um uh, tab no <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that's a back to the future reference tab because remember he goes in the diner and he's like give me a tab and he's mm-hmm. like i can't give you a tab until you order something because like they didn't know what tab was back in 1955. Exactly. Well, um, but you didn't see any suspicious characters, did you? Well, I mean, it's a Walmart parking lot, so I know there were a ton of them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 There was some type of uh, transaction happening <laughs> by me. So I, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that uh, it was a pet uh a pet swap oh really yeah yeah i think yeah yeah they like 
traded dogs or something. I don't know. <laughs> I really wasn't paying attention too much. I just saw these, you know, these. They just traded dogs. Individuals of uh, of Caucasian ilk, and uh, <laughs> and they like kind of traded dogs and hung out and left. So <laughs> they did they. Uh, did they leave with the dog they came with or they left with a new dog? Well, I don't know. I mean, I just kind of, I was, you know, as usual, minding my own business because that's what I do. Yeah. And and I don't, they, they switched dogs. I'm not really sure whose was whose. Right. So, I mean, I mean, they weren't big either. There were a couple ankle biters, but... Yeah. Maybe they maybe they each picked up the wrong dog from the groomer and they had to like, you know, trade back. Well, I mean, wouldn't it have been funny if they didn't even know each other? I mean, if they were like, hey, you fucking took my dog. <laughs> or if they just or if they just like saw each other and they're like, hey, nice dog. And the other person's like, hey, I like your dog. And they're like, hey, you just want to trade. Yeah, I mean, this is before. This dog sucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing I know from owning a dog is that I don't want to own a dog. So I'm glad I don't own dogs anymore. Yeah, I, I know. They're uh, they're hairy humans. <laughs> Without the, uh, the uh, engagement. Like we can, we can just project onto dogs whatever we want. You know, oh, he's happy. Oh, he's sad. Oh, he loves me. Mm-hmm. I saw this YouTube video of this guy who was yelling just like atrocious things at it yelling really loving things at his dog like but i fucking love you like yeah you're the cutest motherfucker around right right (laughs) but the dog was just cowering in the corner and like so scared really but then when he when he said oh you're such a stupid son of a bitch i'm gonna feed you to the alligator out in the back like <laughs> the dog loved it because it was all the tone of voice. Like the dog doesn't know what you're saying. He just knows your tone of voice. Yeah. I read a, like a long time ago that dogs have like a 75 word vocabulary. This was yeah. a long time ago. I mean, I'm not sure whether that's real or what, but yeah, but, but, uh, <laughs> But, but that's like 175 words in, in, in human words. Right. <laughs> or uh, whatever 75 times 7 would be. That's not 175. <laughs> um, getting back to that um, Laporte, or Laporte Walmart, there's a McDonald's in the parking lot there, right? Um, I, think, I, think I don't know. They, I mean, I actually, I didn't notice one, but I wasn't looking, which sounds idiotic. I mean, no, it's like they, they just kind of blend in. You're talking about the one like just south of downtown, right? Uh, you, uh whatever my GPS said. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> okay. I just like the one that Mike used to work at. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, mean, I think it's 
the only one there. So yeah. I mean, yeah, pro- probably so. Yeah. Well, anyway, the McDonald's in the parking lot there okay. has crushed ice and delicious Diet Coke. So okay, or at least they did. You know, ten years ago. Do you, oh, if, okay. You if don't you're make, looking for a crushed ice McDonald's. You don't make trips out there for that. No, actually, yeah. I, I actually I have stopped there more recently though because that's on the way back from um, uh, Potato Creek. No, oh, okay. So often, like we'll go to Potato Creek and then we'll stop at Mucho Mas for some burritos and okay. uh, it for a Diet Coke. So nice. Hard to go wrong there. Do you? And, um, what were you going to say? Go ahead. No. Go ahead. I, I was going to say the the caval those boxy Cavaliers, which were like everywhere in like the late 80s and early 90s oh yeah my grandparents had his and hers cavaliers like the same car one had a blue one and one had a red one wow and i always thought it was so cool that we would go there and like they had the same car but like they went everywhere together so i have no idea how they ended up with two of them but they did have two of them right uh those are pretty awesome especially the 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 z twenty fours oh yeah the like sportier ones yeah 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 and the uh, the sunfires too right weren't they the sunfire was like the Pontiac version right yeah yeah I can't believe they did away with the Cavalier that like how stupid yeah I mean I I guess taste change and I mean they get rid of everything and then bring it back they'll bring it back. Yeah, or maybe not because a lot of uh, companies are trying to not make passenger cars. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think like I think the only passenger car car that Ford makes anymore is the Mustang. Yeah, they don't do the the uh, Fusion anymore. No, they don't do the Fusion okay. or the Focus or. Right. Um, what was the other one? Uh, the Festiva, I think they brought back for a little well, bit, like that tiny one. Right. I mean, we obviously learned a lesson from the early 2000s and the oil issues and gas prices. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, now, now you know, you can get gas for, although gas has gone up. It, it It's not at $1.25 anymore. It's a dollar, I think, 69 I paid or 59 or something. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, or, like around here, I've seen one sixty nine to one eighty five. So yeah, it's I, it's creeping back because a lot has changed. That oil isn't. Yeah, yeah. You no, know, that oil was was just bought yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All, all of a sudden, all that uh, all that that glut of oil that we had is all cleared out, and now right, we, right, right. We are and. No, weren't there like oil tankers on the coast of California? Right. Yeah. But that's all used up by now. That's the like, those are the, the $80 barrels. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, early. So, so when you were talking of, of uh, Diet Coke at that McDonald's and, and, and driving out there, like, driving through there, it kind of made me, uh, uh, reminded me of the time, I don't know if it was like late high school or early college, where I would drive out to uh, 7-Eleven and Valpo just for those ices. 
Oh yeah, I remember you that. Remember? I, I would drive out on Lincoln Way, the one on Lincoln. Yeah, uh huh. I would yeah, right, pick us up from Icy's and drive back to your fucking house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, hey, I, I think that was like the only Seven Eleven in the area, wasn't it? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there weren't m- many, and and around here, I still don't think there are. They're big and. Illinois still. I mean, they're everywhere out there. Um, yeah, I don't know like of any. Schaumburg and Arlington Heights and Elgin, all the s- suburbs. And downtown, there's a few I've seen. But yeah, here, um, just that one in Valpo. And even uh, even though I drive by it a thousand times, I don't know if it's a 7-Eleven still. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know either. I've yeah, been I don't, by there uh, a few times, but I that, that whole area has changed so much. I don't know what's what over there. Right. Um. No, I'm not going to. I mean, I I like I like a good crushed ice, but I'm not going to drive out to that McDonald's on the port just just for that. Right. Um, Jimmy John's and Valpo on Lincoln Ways has good uh, chewy ice. Oh, do they? Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. I actually looked into getting one of those crushed ice machines a few years ago uh-huh. and saw it was the, the one I was looking at was like $700. And I was like, eh, I don't know if I can really justify spending $700 for some ice. Well, I mean, hell like go all out, get the crushed ice machine, put the urinal in, in your bathroom. I, yeah, the urinal is a great idea. Yeah. And, and like, I wanted a fountain, a fountain like machine, so you have like fountain diet coke and crushed ice. Oh hell yeah! But I don't know if you can buy like if you can just buy diet coke, you know. And I'm not, you know, I'm trying to stay away from it now anyway. So I'm that's that's no longer a dream. But the crushed ice still maybe. What do you mean by diet coke? Like the syrup. Like, can you just buy diet coke syrup? For your own machine in your house, like if you had a Diet Coke, if you had a soda fountain in your house, yeah. could you buy? Well, I mean, I'm sure, sure if you called them and ordered it, or I mean, it's gonna be. I, I mean, I'm sure some like rich person has it in their house somewhere in the country. Uh, yeah, maybe I don't know, or do you have to be like an approved vendor or something? I right. don't know. I mean. I would. I wouldn't think they would turn down sales, but maybe they want to, like, you know, keep a well, close I think tab. Like Michael Jordan wants a fucking uh, uh, soda fountain in his house. He fucking gets it. Yeah, I'm but not Michael Jordan. No, we aren't Michael Jordan, right? No, I'm just. I'm just some schmuck with nothing better to do with seven hundred dollars. Well, look at you, high roller. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how I know I've made it when I have a soda fountain in my house <laughs> and a urinal in the bathroom in the garage. Exactly. That's that's an ingenious idea. Like what the urinal? Yeah, the urinal. Like you know, especially like if you have a bathroom in the garage. If you if if you have a bath like because that can just like. F- Everybody wants a dude to have his own bathroom, you know. Yeah, like, but I don't with anybody, but like when you, you know, I'm put, sh- 
when you put it in the garage, like, doesn't that just make it a modern outhouse? <laughs> okay, maybe just off of the garage, okay? like not actually in the garage, but like you know, in the in like a mud room off of the garage or something, and you just you just have a urinal. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I know like my daughter would love for my sons to be using a urinal so she didn't have to like wipe pee off the seat every time she goes to the bathroom. <laughs> you know? So like, it would be cool, but it would like, who, who loses by having a urinal? Nobody. Right. They don't lift up the toilet seats. I, I never trained my kids to lift up the toilet seats. How come? Because I want them to have better aim so they don't need to lift up the toilet seat. But they're splash. They're just splashed, though. Yeah, but not, not like on top of the seat. Yeah. Oh, you, fuck yeah! Of course, man. When you're like holding it in, and that fucker's like coming out with like the pressure of a fire hose. There's, <laughs> there's fucking splashback. There just is. I don't. I, from what I've seen, the only problem is when they're not when they're not well, doing due diligence, right? But like, also, I mean, if you get just a piece of fuzz from your like underwear into the pee hole, you're pulling a two streamer. I mean, but dude, if you if something like that happens, the least there's no lifting up the seat that's going to contain it. I mean, there it there helps. are, but. You know, there are certain situations right. where things are blocked or whatever that it can be a, an absolute mess. Sure. But, I mean, when the seat is up, it helps. I think, I uh, yeah, I mean, I think you should train them. Well, the, and the other thing about it is, well, two things. One, I don't think anybody should have to touch a toilet seat ever. Use your foot. That's what I do <laughs> always and everywhere. I fucking use my foot. And and two, I that takes away the challenge of it, lifting up the toilet seat. Like, give them a smaller hole, make them better aimers, and get, get it in that small hole. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm t- yeah, there's a lot of splash. I think you're, you're missing the splashback factor. I hmm. All right. Well, maybe this is maybe this is uh, this is this another is... more later experiment. Okay. You know what? I'll okay. The, the kids are all here tonight, so okay. maybe I will um, listen in, and <laughs> they're like, no. "What the hell are they talking about?" No, they're they're. Uh, I'm in the back bedroom. They're uh, they're in the front. Uh, they hooked up some video game system, so they're they're playing up front and. I'm actually wondering if the video game system is going to be picked up on the microphone, but um, I will, uh, I'll, I'll try to come up with a little experiment to see if there's any splashback right. without lifting up the toilet seat and we'll report back that. See, this is how we get return listeners by promising <laughs> this kind of reporting. I, yeah. You know? Yeah. We have to have better follow up. Yeah, but you know, like somebody in their car right now is like, I can't wait to hear what they say about the PS. <laughs> <laughs> you're thinking that, aren't you? Mm-hmm. No, you're not. All right. Well, 
may, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm in the minority on that. Maybe, maybe everybody, because I do always hear the thing about like, you know, women hate when the toilet seat isn't down or whatever. Right. Why is but, that? Like, well, I will. But like in my house, it's never up. So it's always down. Yeah. I th- yeah. I mean, I, th- I, th- I think you're missing a common courtesy there. Yeah. Well, also now, like, you know, I'm by myself here most of the time right. and my aim is true. So I don't have, I, hmm. right. So do you think there's like microscopic drops I can't see? Oh, there is no question about it. I mean, it's, yo, absolutely. Yeah. But if you put the seat up, okay. The, the top of the seat is hitting the back of the top is hitting the, the top of the toilet lid, right? No, uh, because it has the stoppers on it. Okay, but it's still hitting the stoppers, which... Okay, well, you know, I mean, are you, like, taking a jump on the top toilet seat and, like, rubbing it in it? Like, <laughs> why is your toilet seat dirty? <laughs> I... I I'm so obsessive with cleaning my toilet. I bet I clean my toilet like three times a week. <laughs> I, well, hey, I mean, that's good. I mean, a clean yeah. toilet is a sign of a, you know, of a strapping gentleman. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> what? <laughs> You're so, what the hell does that even mean? I don't know. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I swear to God, my, I have the cleanest bathroom in Northwest Indiana, bar none. I will put the cleanliness of my bathroom up against any bathroom anywhere every single day. I've, I've become obsessive about it, and it's ridiculous. I've gone through an entire bottle of cleaner in 36 days. Hey, hey, I wouldn't. I would rather have uh, that than an iffy bathroom. I mean, where, yeah. where you like yeah. realize, I mean, things are... No, it's been a while and yeah. when, uh, when in, uh, what was it? 2009, mm-hmm. we were coming back from Disney world and we stopped at this. I might've, I don't know if I told the story or not, but we stopped at this, um, gas station just outside of Atlanta. And my son, Brian was like two and a half at the time had to go to the bathroom and we went into the gas station and he went to the bathroom and actually I think my son Ben came in too and he was like uh five and a half at the time and um and I might I might have their ages wrong whatever it doesn't matter but we went into the bathroom and they went to the bathroom and we went to wash our hands and I actually told them not to wash their hands because the soap and the faucet looked so disgusting, I thought that their hands would actually get dirtier by touching the soap. No, yeah. There are certain bathrooms, you are 100% right. I think there are certain bathrooms where you're just better off not touching anything, including the fucking faucet. And For the sure. I mean, it's, it's like a negative cleanliness factor yeah. by going to going to the scene yeah i mean there's nothing worse than like wondering what's in the soap i i just <laughs> like yeah i get uh, i get really 
weirded out when I enter enter a public bathroom where the like it's not uh, like a locked um, dispenser. It's just some like normal hand. Oh, yeah, tape. and uh, and then my mind wanders because I go back to when I was a younger asshole delinquent who. You know, I thought about, no, what if I piss in this soap bottle or no, what if I spin it? Like, yeah, so easy. And it just fucking weirds me out. Yeah, it's it it could it could be bad news real quick. Right. Um, Well, this here, this gets to another topic that I've I've been thinking about lately that I, I actually don't have on my list, but I just remembered that I've been thinking about it. Do you. I, I'm in the Meyer bathroom like all the time because I'm right. in Meyer all the time, like for repeated times. And graffiti has been showing up on the walls, on the Meyer bathroom walls. Fucking graffiti. And I is I need to ask some women, like, is that's a totally male thing, isn't it? Like, are there any girls that are writing on the walls in the girls' bathroom? Oh well, yeah, probably. I mean yeah, I do. I mean, I think it's a, uh, it's a equal uh, opportunity activity. I don't know. I, but like, I don't. Well, I was gonna say I don't see it in the stalls, but I don't go in the damn stalls in a public bathroom, so maybe that's why. But like, it just seems like such an opportune time to be standing at the urinal and drawing, and like, you know. We have these, um, you know, urinary Shakespeare's that think they can write some witty, witticism on the wall and like, enter, you know, be entertaining to everybody. I, I don't, it just seems like such a like adolescent male thing to do. Although I don't, <laughs> I'm sure there's like people our age that are probably doing it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, do you get a rush? Like out of like fucking writing something on there or, and, and, and. Who the fuck is like always carrying a pen or a sharpie? Like, where, right. where are they coming up with this shit? Yeah, I, I wonder if it's employees actually, because like at Meyer lately, it's just been they have like these geometric shapes is like the backsplash on the wall. Okay. They're like, uh, like hexagons. I Do they and, write on it like <laughs> green giant corn, eighty nine cents a can? <laughs> <laughs> they're just like coloring in the grout lines like putting marker in the grout lines like, like they're fucking bored so they're fucking bo- like they're like hang- they're holding their pee in that long that they're fucking bored and they're just like okay man while i fucking take an austin powers piss i'm gonna color in the grout lines <laughs> maybe i don't know but um Stephen King has a short story. I can't remember the name of it. It might just be called Nebraska, but I'm not sure of that. It takes it takes place in Nebraska, and it's about a traveling salesman who has to take a big shit <laughs> <laughs> because he's a traveling salesman. Is in public bathrooms a lot, and like makes note of the witticisms that he sees on on bathroom walls. Okay. 
and in the story, Stephen King writes like a ton of them and they're really good. And I can't remember if this one is from a story. It's one of those memories that like, now that I know I can't trust my memory about anything with that whole uh, Brewster's Millions thing we talked mm-hmm. about a few episodes ago. I don't know if this is an actual memory that I have or if it's something that I got from a story, but this is like my all-time favorite thing that I've ever seen, I think, written on a bathroom wall, okay? Because often it'll be like funny things or, you know, for a good time call or whatever. But like, <laughs> the best thing I've ever seen is don't look up here. The joke is in your hand. <laughs> fucking, that's classic. That's great. <laughs> it's so great. Like, I almost don't even want to complain about it. It's like, if you just get that one jewel out of all of that, like, oh, God. Oh, that is Fucking fantastic. I like that. <laughs> Don't look up here. The joke is in your hand. <laughs> like, now that I say it, I, I kind of want to go write it on a wall somewhere. <laughs> so, what can we come up with? We would have to come up with something awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. Like, I'll, like if it's I the. Story and see what it is. It's just a short story in like one of his short story anthologies. Like if it's um, in the doll, I'm gonna write. Hey, Brett, lift up the toilet seat. <laughs> Wouldn't it be crazy to go into a bathroom and see something like see a message directed at you? Well, yeah. I mean, I that would fucking freak me out. Yeah, it would. That'd be crazy. Although, I mean, I guess they're never directed at somebody, and you don't know that it's directed at you unless you have kind of an, an original name. But, I mean, I don't know. There aren't that many Bretts around. So if if you write one at the Meyer bathroom, I'll know it's to me. <laughs> don't get arrested. Yeah. That'd That'd be a horrible thing to be in jail for. Oh, yeah. Meyer bathroom wall. Not a good idea. All right. Um, So I I had this idea of how to get more podcast listeners. And let me know what you think. I think it's... I, I won't tell you what I think. But let me know what you think. You know when you call someplace and you're put on hold? Mm hmm and you get like that elevator music or whatever, Mm -hmm. wouldn't it be awesome if we could convince some company to replace their elevator music with the latest episode of our podcast? Well, (laughs) let me tell you something. (laughs) There's, there's two views of it. And I'll tell you both as it's, happened to me okay so i have been on the phone or been on hold for upwards of uh 30 minutes when calling a doctor's office okay um and in and in those times i'm thinking 
after after ten minutes, I think like, okay, this fucking music is horrible. Their message, you know, like, no, does your prostate ache? Well, put your finger up your butt and then make an appointment to come come down to whatever. Like, no, whatever. There's always some like health health uh, uh, message. Can you uh? Can you not get hard anymore? Well, well, you might have low testosterone. Okay, so as I hear these over and over, I'm cursing them and then thinking, why don't I just fucking hang up? I'm I'm uh, I'm just hanging up. But then on the other hand, you know, I might be apt to not hang up if I'm entertained, and we're obviously, I mean. Shit, you and I are so fucking entertaining that it <laughs> might make me hold on longer. But so so is the point to get the podcast like on there, and then when the like operator answers, and would they have to then check the podcast out on uh, on wherever podcasts are downloaded? Yeah, we'd we'd have to like it it would have to be like a special format where, you know, we're it's just a regular episode, but then every like 30 seconds we say you're listening to more later. Downloadable on wherever, you know. Because you don't want you don't want them just to hear, you know, they're going to think that they're listening to some like world-class radio show broadcast out of like some fancy radio station in new york city or something not not just some podcast produced in northwest indiana right yeah but that captive audience like if we got the number if we got like you know everybody who calls to complain to like i don't know who like craft or something like there weren't enough noodles in my mac and cheese or something like that and they're so angry and then like maybe we even produce like special episodes where we just like soothe people's anger like how can you be angry after listening to us talk about pee and bathrooms for 15 minutes which by the way this is like the third or fourth episode we've spent a considerable amount of time talking about bathrooms i know we switch from cocaine to pee. Yeah. I haven't read you know, cocaine in a while. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to put together, we should put together special themed episodes. I bet we can get an hour out of all the pee talk we've done. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And it's not even a pee podcast. So, so that whole, whole like captive audience, like I'm not, I'm not sure how I feel about the whole captive audience because like, you know, I get uh, held captive and it's not good. Um, <laughs> but, but, but like take the gas station. Okay. Oh you, God. Oh, yeah. I know what you're going to say. When you're Go pumping ahead. gas, they like show these, no uh videos okay yeah. and it's always it's like always of shit that i it is the the most like f level shit i yeah. mean they're like they 
talk about like famous people, quote unquote, you've like never heard of. They like give you the score of of like Division Five fucking college football games, and I'm like, who the fuck? Can't, like who? Like, this isn't fucking entertaining me. Like, give me the <laughs> score of uh, of uh, some fucking like. Big East, Big Ten game. Don't give me. I don't know, like fucking, like Sycamore Community College versus Hanley School for the fucking blind. I mean, like, I I don't know. Is yeah, yeah. But I think the problem with that is that they're tailoring their their content to appeal to everybody across, you know, everybody who could, you know, who want, who's pumping gas, like, and they have to fill a lot of time. Whereas we're just like doing whatever we do and appealing to whoever we appeal to, which is everybody. Right. We don't try to appeal to everybody. We're just fucking geniuses. So we (laughs) appeal to everybody. Uh, um, I don't know, whatever. I just, I just, it just occurred to me that like, man, that would, but yeah, I mean the whole like captive audience thing, like, I don't know if you want captive as an operative word, you know? Um, but I don't know, who knows? Just an idea. All right. Um, I saw this the other day and not that I keep up with what ex baseball players are doing all the time. Cause I don't, but do you know what Andre Dawson is doing these days? No, but, uh, but I was really, really afraid you were going to say, do you know what Lenny Dykstra is up to these days? <laughs> <laughs> Lenny Dykstra. Yeah. He released a book a few years ago. He, He's in prison, isn't he? Huh? Is he in prison? He's he is out of prison. I think he got out of prison like four or five years ago. I will I'll fucking tell you what. Lenny Dykstra is like one guy I never want to run into in my fucking life. He, oh no, he, that guy that no. guy he just fucking seems scary. He he he's just a fucking thug. Like, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that that guy was a thug on like the 86 Mets, you know. Yeah, like, I mean, second in the I think he finished Here, here's here's a baseball recall question for me. I think he finished second in MVP voting in 1993 and he was a thug then. Right. And and I mean, he, he was a great player, but I mean, he he's I don't know, the fucker's out of his mind. So, but he, well, I mean, he's to me, he's a prime steroid guy. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, I mean, an, an early like early nineties, like I don't know. He just he just came out of nowhere after being a mediocre player for the Mets. Um, yeah, like when he was on Philadelphia, right? Yeah, when he was on Philadelphia. Okay. 
Um, actually, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of wrong on that. He was. I'm look, I pulled up his stats now. He did finish second in the 1993 MVP voting, but he was he was he wasn't bad when he was with the Mets. So. All right, I take I take back the steroid thing, especially because it's Lenny Dykstra, and I don't want him to come call me. So, sorry, Lenny, you're legit. <laughs> you you should probably never talk trash about anybody named Lenny, because with a name like that, they have to be tough. You know, like you can't. Yeah. To defend yourself as a Lenny, you have to have something tough about you. So, um, sorry, Lenny. But no, the person that I was thinking of, because I just saw an article about him the other day, was Andre Dawson, who was among our favorite players when we were a kid because he was a kick-ass right fielder for the Cubs. The Hawk. The Hawk. And I, I saw him. My son loves Andre Dawson because at the Cubs convention a couple of years ago, we waited in line to get his autograph. And... I gave and we, we went up there and gave him the pen and he signed a ball and he looked at the pen and he gave it to my son and he's like, this is a really nice pen. You should keep using it. <laughs> and so now, and it's the pen, it's the pen that I use for everything, which is a, um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's the pen. Writing? that I, I Huh? Writing. <laughs> That's what I use it for. Yes, but I can't. Oh God, it doesn't matter what it's called, but it, it's a really nice pen. Right. And it's the only pen that I use, I steal them from work all the time. And, um, and your kids. <laughs> no, I give them to my kids. <laughs> so like every time my son sees him, he's like, I love this pen. Andre Dawson said it's the best pen, but then like, the next day we went to get, we were getting more autographs and Bill Madlock, who was another player for the Cubs refused to sign with the pen because he said, you shouldn't sign with this pen. This is a, you should only use this kind of pen. And my son was like, all right, whatever, like just sign it. And I wanted to be like, look, you're not in the hall of fame. Andre Dawson is in the hall of fame. I'm going to listen to Andre Dawson. So I didn't say that though. <laughs> but anyway, Andre Dawson is a funeral director. What? <laughs> yeah. Shocking. Like, fuck, like, where do I start? Like, <laughs> but you know, it fits in perfectly with what I think from seeing him in the year over years playing baseball, he was always so serious. Like you never saw him smile on the field. He always looked like a, a like such a badass. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I was no serious business. Right, right. I was always afraid of. I loved him, but but I was always afraid of of him and Lee Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we met Lee Smith at the Cubs convention a couple years ago, and his, I shook his hand, and his hand like it felt like Andre the Giant's hand, like. A baseball must have felt like a marble in his hand. Could it cover but, your whole face if you put it on your face? Well, I, I have a picture. I took a picture of him with my son, Brian, and his arm is around Brian. 
And I swear to God, his hand is like bigger than Brian's head. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. The dude is huge. He's a Hall of Famer now too. But okay, let's send, we, we should have a YouTube video that we recommend every episode. Last episode, it was Secretariat. Okay. Which I watched. And? And? In, 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 in Belmont, was that the last race? Yeah. He smoked everybody. It, is. it was not even close. Like the camera had to pan back just to even get the other horses in the shot. Mm-hmm. It, now, now, granted, like for some reason, there were only five horses running the race, which seemed kind of odd to me. Were there only like, five? I think so. Like five or six. I don't know. So like there weren't that many running, but still like he shouldn't have been that much better than everybody else. It was... It was wild. I mean, I mean, I think yeah. it was awesome. Like, did you enjoy all of them? Were you entertained? It, it was, it was awesome because like, it wasn't like he didn't really come out and just blow him away right away. Right. Like it was in the second half of the race that he was like, all right, I'm going to put it on now. You know, yeah. like it he, was but- like he told his jockey. In in uh, in a Mister Ed voice, <laughs> bro, hold my beer, and 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 he kind of took off. <laughs> that's awesome, and that's probably exactly what he said. But I, I looked up some Triple Crown stuff, and okay, uh, nineteen seventy seven was Seattle Slough. That was the horse that won the. That was the last time a Triple Crown winner before the the one of a few years ago. And that's another horse that I recognize. So I have Man of War, Secretariat, Seattle Slough, and Seabiscuit. Those are still the only ones that I recognize. Okay. But um, I don't Oh, so, okay. So that was last episode's YouTube video. This episode's YouTube video that people should look at, probably if you look up Andre Dawson and Joe West on YouTube, you'll see Andre Dawson going batshit crazy after being thrown out of a game where Joe West, this this guy who's still umpiring today. Joe West, the asshole. Who has a side side career as a country singer, country oh. Joe West. What the fuck? You fucking Did you know that? funeral directors, you fucking got country singers. Like- yeah. But he throws Andre Dawson out of the game and Andre Dawson goes crazy, goes into the dugout and just grabs a shit ton of bats and throws them out of the dugout onto the field. Wait, hold on. Are you sure that I'm pretty sure that. So did he do that twice in his career? I I don't know why. Because. Why, why? Because I think that's part of the the um, the Eric Shaw game when Eric Shaw fucking hit him in the head and he went down. I think that's two different games because the Eric Shaw game was during the day and this was a night game. Oh, holy shit! I remember those as the same game because he fucking went like berserk when he like woke up from the concussion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eric, so, so that's the other thing. Eric Shaw, this is getting really into the weeds on Cubs history. So if you're not a Cubs fan, right. look this up. 
sure there's a YouTube video of this. In 1987, Andre Dawson signs with the Cubs. Eric Shaw is a pitcher, I think, for the Padres at the time. Hits Andre Dawson in the face. Andre Dawson goes down. And like, also, it- we have huh? to cut you off, but Eric Shaw loved cocaine. Go ahead. <laughs> Eric Shaw gave up Pete Rose's uh, hit number 4,192 to to break Ty Cobb's all-time hit record. Uh, He hit Andre Dawson in the face. He loved cocaine. And sadly, he had a bunch of problems and actually ended up killing himself. Eric Shaw did. Okay. Not to bring a downer on it, but so Eric Shaw had a lot of shit going on. But he hit Andre Dawson in the face and Rick Sutcliffe, who was a Cubs pitcher and was in the dugout. Andre Dawson couldn't charge the mound. So Rick Sutcliffe came from the dugout and beat the shit out of Eric Shaw. <laughs> but he's not even in the game. And he just runs out from the dugout and starts beating the shit out of Eric Shaw. So it, that was a rough day for it. But yeah, you're right. Then when Andre Dawson got up, he like wanted to go after Eric Shaw. Right. Spell show S-H-O-W. Right. He wanted to go go after Eric Shaw, and like everybody was holding him back. So, oh, I don't know. But yeah, it was a different game. How did I get the? So it's kind of kind of like your Brewster's Millions. I <laughs> yeah. like I remember yeah. he got up and like went crazy running around looking for Eric Shaw. Yeah, and right. But then I thought he like got so pissed off he he just like went berserk. Yeah. Okay, those are two. <laughs> Two different games. Okay. I wish that I would have remembered that Eric Shaw game. I, I totally would have asked Andre Dawson about that. Like, just like, I don't, what do you ask? Like, were you mad at Eric Shaw? Right. <laughs> I don't know. That was definitely one of the, one of the, uh, one of the moments of my baseball childhood that I remember though, Andre Dawson throwing the bats and looking for Eric Shaw. And, and now, he, so the, okay, so this, we all started this with the funeral, funeral director thing. So his brother ran a funeral home in Miami, where he's from. And Andre Dawson became an investor in like 2003 or something. And he ended up taking it over like a few years later. And since then, he's been like the owner operator of it. And he, he doesn't do as much of the day-to-day. I think he has another relative that does most of the day-to-day. But he's, he is he is involved and he is like running the thing. But it's just like, man, I, I, I just, when I saw the story about it, I was like, wait a minute. Did I just, I, I thought I misread the headline or something because the story was about how he's seeing, he's he like COVID-19 has been good for business for him, you know? And um I was just like really blowing up. This is a great time to be alive. Like, (laughs) 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 Jesus, that's not right, Brian. Well, I know. Well, I mean, it sounds. Well, I mean, it's a fucked up article. It sounds like yeah. This is boom. So, does he handle handle the like service part? of it yeah i don't i don't think he does like the service or the embalming or anything i think that um i think that he does like the business part of it and like the financing part of it and maybe it 
from the article, it seemed like maybe he, he did like some meeting with families and things too. Right. And, and I mean, are there like fanboys like us that are like, that, see, that that's would like, like, you're like, loved one passes away and they're like, oh my God, this is my chance to meet Andre Dawson. <laughs> and, and like our like advertisements, like, <laughs> come hit a, Come hit a homer with the hawk at Dawson Funeral Home. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I thought it was odd enough when, um, like they they have urns that have like the Cubs and Sox logo on them, which. I thought was a little bit odd, but I mean, I guess if you have a hardcore Cubs fan or Sox fan or whatever, maybe you would want want one of those. But like, what if you're a hardcore Cubs fan and like, not only do you get a Cubs urn, but you get Andre Dawson to process, you, you know, right. like, oh man, like I, that's, it's just, it's, but like, when you think about it, you know, these guys are done playing you know, in their late thirties or early forties, mm-hmm. which is where I am now. You and I are now, you know, we just turned 42. So like if we're major league baseball players, this is when we're retiring. Right. And this is when we're old. Right. We're old in like Dr. Julio Franco. <laughs> right. But like in my mind, like I'm just getting started, you know, I got a lot of shit planned the next 30 or 40 years. Right. And I mean, I've, and, Funeral directors, one of them, hey, got speed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not ready to be put out to pasture, so you got to find something else to do, right. you know? And, you know, funeral director, you know, there's the thing about that is you're, 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 you know, if you're doing a competent job, you're always going to have business. Right, right. You know, people aren't going to stop dying. Yeah. That's a nice so, point. I, I, I don't know. It's, but it, you know, at the same time, you don't expect somebody like that, you know, like a famous person to go into that. Right. You, know? you don't expect to like walk in and, you know, be met by a hall of famer. Right. Right. Did you ever see the movie, my girl? No, no. I watched the end of it. Um, yeah. Um. At that time, I wasn't a big Macaulay Culkin fan, and that's why I watched the end of it. Okay. So. Yeah. <laughs> she. Um. Her. Uh. What's What's the girl's name? Um. Uh. Anna Klumsky. Okay. I knew it would come to me. Anna Klumsky is the girl in the movie, and her dad, Dan Aykroyd, is a funeral funeral director in the movie. So like a big portion of the movie is like their funeral home and like she lives above the funeral home. And that was the first time that I ever saw like a funeral director depicted. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, who would go into that? That's so like bizarre. But then um, when I worked at IU Northwest in college, this guy was taking classes there to be a funeral director he, he was going to like some other university and he was just taking like core requirements at IUN to transfer there. And he was studying mortuary science. And he was the weirdest dude. <laughs> I just thought like, 
does everybody have to be weird to get into this? But that, it, I mean, it's not the case. Just that dude was really weird. Um, so. uh, I, th- I think we would be irresponsible if we didn't talk about this next topic. Um, <laughs> just based on what we just talked about, not funeral homes, but the Cubs. Okay. <laughs> Today is the 22nd anniversary of of uh, the best pitch baseball game in Major League Baseball history. That's right. I got that in my baseball reference mm-hmm. uh, summary that I get every yeah. morning in my email. And I uh, remember you telling me that like 10 or 15 years ago, it's like it's literally – like analytically it is the best pitch baseball game ever like the least least amount of contact ever yes carry wood 20 strikeouts against the houston astros on may 6 1998 in his fifth career start Mm -hmm. so like he he's like a 20 year old kid and he strikes out 20 astros he allows one hit which was uh, an infield single that to Ricky Gutierrez that very easily could have been considered an error, but 20 strikeouts, zero walks, which is just incredible. And the, the crazy thing is if you, here's, here's another YouTube thing that if you watch like the YouTube video of there's there's a YouTube video that I've seen of like every third strike of that game. Mm -hmm. And so many of those hitters were nowhere near hitting that ball. Mm -hmm. I mean, it it was like, he was throwing them like whether it was a fastball or a curveball, like they had no chance. Oh yeah. Yeah. Not even close. And you know, there's a few that are admittedly like, half a foot off the outside corner but like right. overall you could tell they were so uncomfortable in the batter's box and lit, like literally had no clue what was fucking coming right it was right. it was a masterpiece i mean it, yeah we I, mean, I no i like watching certain pitchers today but like as dominant as um, uh, that uh, Justin Verlander and Scherzer and that fucking dickhead from the Mets. Um, um, <laughs> what's his fucking name? Jacob DeGrom. Jacob, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know why the fuck you can think of his name. Jake, I think that dickhead from the Mets is just fine. I mean. Right. And even Jake Arietta's like best pitch. No, nobody since May sixth, nineteen ninety eight, has seen a performance like that. No, no. I mean, that's just a fucking fact. It, it's like I I don't think people understand like how incredible that is to strike out twenty of twenty seven hitters mm-hmm. and. I mean, it it was almost it was like surprising that anybody made contact. Really. It it is it is like I mean, and, and well, and, and also 
do you know who, who Houston trotted out there that day? The pitcher? Yeah. Um, I don't, but I will guess that it was probably, oh God, what's that guy's name? Um, a, a good pitcher, right? Huh? A good pitcher? Decent pitcher for that time period, yeah. I can't remember. Who was it? I, so he gets gets props also. It was Shane Reynolds. Who, that's, yeah, Shane, that's who I was trying to think. Who I believe pitched eight and a third and struck out fucking ten guys and gave up the two run. I, I, I Like, it's not like the Cubs blew out the Astros. I mean, like... Right. Kara Wood basically had to pitch that way in order for him to win because it was a crappy day. It was a pitcher's day, not a hitter's day. And but I mean Reynolds fucking lit it up too. Um right. but so you take that performance by Shane Reynolds, a sparkling outing, then you compare it to Wood, and it's and it's not even close. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a great game pitched for any day other than that day. Right. You know. And the, the crazy thing is that he followed, he followed up that game with his next start. He struck out 13. Yeah. Uh, versus uh, Atlanta, right? I think so. Yeah. But, yeah, because I remember uh, – we were hanging out that night and we came home and we saw like the highlights and they're like, Carrie Wood does it again. And we're like 20 strikeouts again. <laughs> and like, I eh, didn't quite do it again, but still had a great game. Yeah. Good call, Brian. May 6, 1998, 22 years ago. Yeah. Damn. That's more than half my life ago. Yeah. <laughs> just in case I want to feel old. Um, so we haven't touched on this. What are you drinking? To, what's in the glass tonight? So um, I have a couple rye whiskeys. I'm feeling lately in a spicy mood. So I've been choosing rye. Rye number one is w- William Wolf rye. It's a rye. It's a small batch rye from Holland. It's a, a uh, little, um, it is, uh, yeah, from Holland. Um, when I first bought it, I bought it at this kind of boutique liquor store uh, on the north side that specialized in hard, hard to find alcohol. And um, when I first had it, I was pretty pissed. Because I was like, this shit might be hard to find, but there's a reason. Because a Dutch can <laughs> fucking make whiskey. <laughs> Dutch can make beer and wooden shoes and shit. And <laughs> wooden shoes. You no, know, if I you went Dutch, you went much. But <clears throat> <laughs> at the time, I was like, well, you're you're fucking Dutch, and you haven't figured out alcohol, but. <clears throat> after gotta love their clogs man right after um <laughs> having it uh it's uh really solid actually it's 
excellent. So one of those things to uh, recall that um, that's there's a benefit to keeping things, keeping alcohol opened and keeping it for a long period of time. It will aerate, it will change. Many people think it changes for the worse, but uh, there's a lot of times it changes for the better. Nice. Uh, and then um, bottle two, I am having a Michter's Barrel Strength Rye. So it's uh, 113 proof. Um, Jesus Christ. Uh, it's really it's really good. I don't see this out often, but uh, if anybody is a fan of rye, Michter's regular rye is excellent, but the barrel strength really does the trick. I was going to say, I think we had the Michter's regular rye. Mm-hmm. Maybe at the la- maybe the last time I was over, we had that. Um, po- it seems like it. Possibly, yeah, yeah. Is that possible? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. what are you drinking? Well, um, I was going to go with the uh, with with scotch tonight, but then I I was at the store and I I just was waiting on something and I went over to the beer and checked it out and I saw Shorts Brew had a seasonal beer called Psychedelic Catgrass. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had this? I have not. It's triple dry hopped American India pale ale, American India pale ale. And I was like, psychedelic cat grass. I got to drink something called that. So that's what I got. And I've had a couple while, while we're, and it's quite tasty. It's, it's uh, a bit citrusy, um, high IBUs and, um, it tastes good. It's, um, I don't. I don't know how long it's available as a seasonable, seasonable, seasonal beer, but um, I'm glad I got it. And let's see, what's the date on the bottom here? Say, um, canned uh, March 5th of 2020. So it's been a while, but it still tastes good. So one of the one of the things about um, I had a connection. I have a connection at um, Three Floyds. Okay. And I'm frequently able to get Three Floyd's beer the day after it's bottled. Nice. Which I I don't know if it is better, but it sure tastes better knowing like this was just bottled 24 hours ago. You know? Yeah. I mean, there are certain ones where, yeah, I mean, it will. Others. Yeah. Others has to age. Which is, you know, just the opposite of what you were just saying about letting things open and age and stuff, mm-hmm. but, um, I don't know. It's it, this, this shorts brew stuff is good. So nice. I like it. So, and you know, it, the, the can is, the can is cool. And just, if you name something psychedelic cat grass, you're going to get Brett Baker's attention and he's going to want to drink it just cause it's a cool name. So smart thinking shorts brew. Excellent work. So is uh, Michter's Rye something you would put an ice cube in or no? So Michter's Rye, so so it really depends on what I want. I mean, it, you know, what I'm in the mood for. Um, Michter's, you know, like standard rye, sometimes ice, sometimes not barrel strength because it's pretty potent, 
opponent. I'll put a couple ice cubes in. And what does the trick is laying ice. Because it's not going to melt instantly. It, is, uh, it won't water it down. It will keep that, that rye spice integrity, that heat intact. While maintaining the coolness and the smoothness. So nice. when drink. When drinking Mictor's Barrel Strength Rye, pop in a couple of laying ice cubes. Make your drink happy. Make your mouth happy. Laying ice. That'll do it. Laying ice is the trick. Yes. Brian, good talking to you tonight, man. Yes. was excellent. We finished an hour. And uh, entertaining as always, I hope, is what the listeners are thinking. And do you know what the good news is? What? If they come back on Monday, there's going to be another episode. One more sparkling episode of uh, of exciting topics and humorous banter. What do you think we're going to talk about? <clears throat> um, well, um, you know, we undoubtedly will uh, find a, another interesting YouTube video. Maybe we'll... <laughs> I mean, we'll definitely talk about some alcohol and what other um uh current current and or past events that tickle our fancy there you go i i'm gonna try and come up with something about wrapping paper wrapping paper so tune in on monday to hear what we have to say about wrapping paper you know it's going to be exciting. You know you want to come back. And I'll also report back about my toilet seat splashback study that I'm about to do. But until then, thank you for listening. Tell your friends. Give us a rating. We're, we're, we're racking up those ratings on iTunes. Hey. Thank, thank you. you. And um, tell a friend. And until Monday, have a wonderful day and thanks for listening. Bye-bye.